It's a sport that originated from the fictional world of Harry Potter. Quidditch is easy enough to understand. Each team has seven players, three chasers, two beaters, one keeper, and the seeker. That's you. There are three kinds of balls. This one's called the quaffle. Now the chasers handle the quaffle and try to put it through one of those three hoops. The keeper, that's me, defends the hoops. With me so far? I think so. What are those? You better take this. Now, why Quidditch is now known as quad ball. Nathan Ross is coach of Calgary Lightning and joins us now this Monday evening, Friday morning. Nathan Ross, great to talk to you. Great to meet you. Thank you so very much for joining us. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. First of all, uh, I am told by my producer that uh, the Calgary Lightning are beyond cool. Oh, they're the coolest team in the league. Thanks for asking. Well, we have to we have to explore this because this is an area uh, I wish I knew, and, and I you know watched the Harry Potter movies years ago, but had no idea that J.K. Rowling has long been accused of being transphobic. Uh, an allegation she strongly de denies, but um, I gather this has been offensive to trans and non-binary communities. Help us understand this story. Gladly. Where would you like to begin? Well, Quidditch and quad ball. Talk about that and talk about um, the significance here. E explain this for us. Gladly. So... Quidditch, as it was known, uh, is a sport that began in the late aughts in the United States when a lot of university students with a lot of ambition and likely too much time on their hands uh, brought a bunch of actual broomsticks to a field in Vermont and began to play with the rules that were described in the book. And then it began to grow and grow, and it began in, in Canada, I believe, in early 2010 with teams out in Montreal and in British Columbia. And there's been a number of rule changes since then that have made the sport less of a fictional piece and more of a, a real live sport. It's a full contact sport. Uh, we lost the wooden broomsticks because of a number of splinter issues. So we play on PVC pipes, uh, but it really truly is just chaos on a field. And it's a game that is very fast growing and has really taken a, a love in the heart of many young people everywhere. But there was this growing divide, not only because of the, as you mentioned, the allegations of uh, J.K. Rowling's transphobia, but also because of copyright issues. And it's very difficult to grow a sport when mm -hmm. Warner Brothers owns your copyright. Interesting. Hence the name change. Mm-hmm. So tell us about the game in the sense that... Um, you know, most of us understand traditional games, you know, hockey, football, etc. But uh, this is growing in popularity. Um, I get a sense of the organization of this, but tell us a little bit about how long you play, how often you play. Give us the the more than the the elevator speech on this. Gladly. 
So the game, I, I do need to stress, is really controlled chaos. You mentioned, you know, we're familiar with the standard sports, your soccer, your hockey, your basketball. And Quidditch, or quad ball moving forward, really takes a lot of those elements uh, and cherry picks a lot of them to make the game work. And so there's three different positions, and each of them are doing something completely different from each other, uh, unlike hockey, where, you know, at the end of the day, all forwards and defenders are trying to score goals. So I will start with our chasers. Our chasers play with a quaffle, which is our fancy way of saying a slightly underinflated volleyball. Those are the ones who are trying to put the quaffle through the hoops. We have three round hoops. They hover in the air. And by hover, I mean they're on large poles. Uh, and each of those goals is worth 10 points. At the same time, you've got beaters. This is the position I play. Obviously, it's my favorite. And it's kind of the defense of the game. We play with slightly underinflated uh, dodgeballs. If you recall in the movie, uh, in the books, the bludgers had a mind of their own and they were whacked around with bats. We don't have that luxury yet. Our, our R&D team is still working out the kinks on that one. So in the meantime, we take our dodgeballs and we hurl them at each other. And if someone's hit, uh, they dismount from their broom voluntarily, have to re-engage uh, by touching their own hoops before they can get back in. It's really uh, a time kill. It's a good way to open up the field. And then at the very end of the game, you have your Seekers, which is, of course, what Harry Potter himself was, and that's where the real action is, and they chase a snitch. In the books, the snitch was a magical golden flying object, and in reality, in real life, it is the tail of an official. It's held on, on the backside with either Velcro or magnets, and it's a full contact position. And so players who are the Seekers try and wrap around this one person while they're thrown to the ground, they're being outrun in hopes of ripping off the tail and ending the game. And you win how? It's a points-based system. So I know that all sounds confusing, but really it's, you know, at the end of the day, you want to have the most points. And so those goals I mentioned with the Quaffle are all worth 10 points. Uh, traditionally, the Snitch, we, we realized that in the books it was worth 150, but in real life there's no sense in playing the Quaffle game if you can just end with 150 points. So in the beginning, it was reduced to 30. Some leagues are organizing it being a 35-point snitch because that way it ends any tie potential. Uh, but really, the, you know, when all is said and done, at the end of time, it is the highest score wins. And the end of time, how long are we talking about here? Um, it's changing. As, as I mentioned, Quidditch has been evolving over the years. The, you know, they changed the rule books. And so in the beginning, it was... Uh, we played like it was in the books, and so the, the Quaffle game would go on for about 16, 17 minutes, and then the 18-minute mark, the Snitch and the Seekers would be released, and it would just go on until someone was able to catch it. In the beginning, this took time. If I recall correctly, at one of the first uh, major tournaments in the U.S., the, the Snitch runner, the one with the tail on his back, uh, hopped on a city bus and took off, and the game just went on infinitely. And so, you know, more restrictions were put in place to make sure that we can be able to schedule this properly. I've seen games go 40 minutes. I've seen games go 20 minutes. They're experimenting now to see if maybe it's a, a time lapse, but we're still working out all of the, the minutia of Quidditch because with a name change so young in its uh, sporting infancy, you can imagine it's a game that's constantly evolving. So I'd say roughly 25 minutes. Now, you're joining us uh, on behalf of the Calgary Lightning. Now, you're mm -hmm. coach. You're also a player here. Can you um, help us understand the popularity of this, not just in Calgary, but nationwide now? 
Gladly. You know, I got my start actually playing in Burnaby uh, for many years. I was the player coach of Simon Fraser University's team. A lot of love there. So uh, there's a lot of national appeal. And really, I think, you know, people think, oh, it's because people read the books and they want to play. But I, I will offer a counter to that in that Quidditch or quad ball is the only full contact sport that is entirely gender inclusive. And so what I mean by that is, you know, it doesn't matter how you identify, it doesn't matter uh, if you are a trans individual, gender nonconforming, just, you know, your standard male or female player. It is everyone is equal on the pitch. And there is that element of full contact that, you know, is segregated otherwise in other sports. You don't see many hockey or rugby games playing men and women together, much less uh, an open a full openness and celebration of trans athletes in all communities. And so the appeal there is finding uh, a sporting community for those who feel maybe they've been left out before. And acceptability, mm-hmm. non-judgment. It's a really core facet. Every team I've played on, uh, I would love to say that we've been the best in the league, but we will settle for being the coolest. But we really do strive to have that community vibe be the most important piece of our team. We don't want to. We want to make sure that we we like each other on the field, but we like each other more off the field. That's that's really the core tenant. Talia Miller is our producer here. Uh, she's going to put her headphones in, on and join the conversation because you've you, you absolutely love. Uh, the Calgary Lightning jerseys, tell you. Oh, they were so <laughs> cool, Nathan. I Thank love you. the unicorn on them. Thank you. Uh, my 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 co-coach of the team, uh, Jane Arnett, we actually designed them ourselves, and so that means a lot. Thank you. <gasps> no, killer design. 10 out of 10 for you guys. Truly, thank you. It's uh, I know Jane's going to love hearing this. <laughs> Nathan, what's next for quad ball? Uh, how big can it get, and uh, w- when is the network TV deal? <laughs> well, uh, you know, I have answers to all your questions, so this is great. I will start by saying I think what's next is really solidifying the name change. I know that there is the worldwide governing organization, uh, the IQA, which is now going to be called the International Quad Ball Association, alongside major players like United States and Canada, each one is kind of working at their own pace to get the name change, the legalities, the the trademarks of it, all of that. So for Canada specifically, we still have a season coming up. We have had uh, bids settled. We have major tournaments. We have our national tournament in Edmonton coming up in the spring. And that was you know solidified and being advertised and worked with partners as Quidditch Canada's national championship. So I believe we're looking for an early 2023 name change for us. Otherwise, for what's up with us, we know that we, like most things, had a dip in attendance during the pandemic for obvious reasons. It's hard to stay socially distanced when you're fully contact sports. So we did what we could while being safe, but we did see our numbers dip in Canada from about 600 to 300. So we're hoping to really bring those back with a, with a vengeance, if you will. And as far as the network deal goes, uh, I don't know if this came across your newswire this today, but U.S. Quidditch, sorry, U.S. Quadball, this is going to take me some time, clearly, uh, just announced that they will be appearing on ESPN 8, the Ocho, later this year. So we are starting at the bottom and working our way up, and eventually we will be on that Wheaties box. Congratulations on this. If we want more information on quad ball, where do we go? 
Uh, for now, I would recommend going online to QuidditchCanada.com. Uh, they'll be the ones who have all the resources, including which team in which area. You know, I, when I speak to you as a, as a Vancouver network, uh, I know that the uh, Vancouver Vanguards are a big and growing team there. They hold their practices weekly. All that information can be found online. Uh, and for fans and spectators, the regional events such as the Eastern and Western uh, Regional Championships, all that information will be hosted online. Nathan Ross, an absolute pleasure to meet you and to talk with you this evening. Pleasure's been all mine.